football. It's time to talk Dons. North Zone 1, Red Friday. Yeah, good evening and welcome to Red Friday on North Sound 1. Aberdeen will be looking to pick up a much-needed three points tomorrow with bottom side Hamilton, the visitors to Pataudry. Boss Derek McInnes wants his side to build on the performance last week at Celtic Park. I think whatever, whatever we have to do, we have to do it well. We have to show that competitive side in parts of the game. You know, I think that you know that's that's a given for our team. You know, I don't think we've ever been fell short of that too often. My time here, we're always you know, ready for that. And uh, but what I do want us to, to to do is to try and show take a lot of the Saturday's performance at Celtic Park that playing that bravery and possession, that bravery to, to go and win tackles and and uh, put ourselves forward and get and put balls in the box and ask the question of the team. And, all we're looking for now is a wee bit more at the top end of the pitch, but we need to be competitive regardless who we're playing, regardless if it's Hamilton or Celtic. So we've got to make sure that we're ready. And I think it'll be a difficult game for us, but it's important that it's more difficult for Hamilton, and that's the way we've always looked at it. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Yes, this is Red Friday. I'm Mike. I'm joined in the studio by Andrew Shiny and Dave McDermott. Andrew, another 1-0 defeated Celtic Park last Saturday, but some signs of improvement. I think it was. you could have said the same after the, the Wednesday night game at Celtic Park. They were almost the mirror image of, of one another, weren't they? Yeah. Um, unfortunate goal that Celtic scored, the deflection off Tommy Hoban, and then Aberdeen created a few half chances Um I think second half, Camberry playing a ball into the middle for Niall McGinn. It was good defensive work by Celtic to prevent a shot at goal, but uh, it, it just had that a deja vu feeling, didn't it? That here we go again. Yeah. We've played quite well, but we're just not being able to, to knock the Celtic defence down. And uh, disappointing, uh, but that's in the past. You can't affect that now. It's all about the game tomorrow and, and what you can do against Hamilton Arkies. So they've got to go into this one uh, forgetting about the the plaudits that they got for being unlucky at Celtic in a couple of games. As I say, that's history. So just knuckle down and get back to winning ways get back to scoring goals yeah and, and that is the thing isn't it Dave that as much as it was a good performance in parts very similar as Andrew said to the previous game at Celtic Park after that first half an hour uh, it, it doesn't actually matter because when you look at it it was 1-0 Celtic and um, and you move on and really it's games like tomorrow against Hamilton at Pataudry that they need to start winning yeah I mean football's all about ifs buts and maybes and uh, Ash Taylor hit the bar in the opening minutes then had a fantastic header which he directed too close to Scott Bain. Either yeah. side, there was no way that the former Don's keeper was going to get that. And yeah. uh, had that gone in, the whole dynamics of the game changes. Celtic, how would they have reacted? But uh, yeah, it is history. Now, tomorrow tomorrow, and then the next game in a couple of weeks down at Tannadice, two games that, we, if we've we got aspirations of finishing third, we need six out of six points. Yeah, and um, we'll talk more. We're going to hear from Derek McInnes on that race for third. But it is... Less of a race than it was, Andrew. You've got the four-point gap now, and and of course Hibs have got that game in hand. But you said you were just pointing out the the fact that Hibs' run of games coming up. It's not an easy run. It's not. Away to St Johnston tomorrow. Away to Ross County next weekend, and then away to Livingston. So, you know, Hibs. 
actually their away form has been better than their home form, but they, they do blow hot and cold, as was shown by losing 2-0 at home to, to Motherwell last weekend, when I think everybody expected Motherwell, on the back of some dreadful results, to get nothing from Easter Road. Mm. And you, you just... It's, it's what we've been saying for so many years you can never predict Scottish football yeah. particularly when it comes to this stage of the season where there's so much to be played for um, particularly when there's no fans there as absolutely. well because yeah. home advantage one of the big things about home advantage is now out the window yeah and, and that, that was the thing of course Hibs will be kicking themselves because they'll have looked at that opportunity last week to keep those points coming in and they could have been in a, in a much stronger oh, position they could, they could have been seven points clear of Aberdeen with a game in hand yeah. with a superior goal difference which is worth a another point yeah. uh, so it, it's suddenly back in the melting pot but the Scottish Cup is going to come is going to get played now and it's the Scottish Cup winners who will get the Europa League playoff slot so we saw St Johnston win the, the Betfred League Cup last weekend and many congratulations to Callum Davidson and his team for doing that who's to say that we're not going to get a Dundee United, a St Johnston, a Motherwell, a Ross County, yeah. a Kilmarnock yeah. uh, winning the Scottish Cup because it's all the luck of the draw, isn't it? Uh, so if it was based purely on form, you would say it would be Rangers winning the Scottish Cup and then the runners-up in the, the Cup getting the Europa League place and... It could be anybody that's runners-up. Yeah. And then third place in the table goes into the the European Conference League. Yeah. Well, you, we're going to talk about Hamilton in a minute, but I think Andrew raises a good point now because we'll also hear from Joe Lewis on the remaining games this season in the league. But actually now you've got two different opportunities for Aberdeen to cement that European place but but also with the Scottish Cup there's a trophy there Absolutely and uh, I mean it's, I think it's surprising but excellent news that it looks like barring any hitches that the Scottish Cup will be completed it's very much weighed in the favour of the Championship and the Premiership sides because they've been playing all the way through whereas the rest of the con contenders have been idle for so many weeks So, but it is great and it is another incentive because a Cup win as we've said so often is Aberdeen's best chance of success Yeah well this season is getting closer to its conclusion in the league and goalkeeper Joe Lewis knows that Aberdeen needs to finish on a high Seven games uh, I've seen no room for error I mean I don't Actually, think we need to win all seven games, but but certainly there's you know there's not a lot of time for us, and there's and, and we can't afford to be be chucking away points. But we've got these seven games to look forward to. Saturday is is a massive one for us. We certainly were looking to get three points in that game, and um, that isn't being disrespectful to to Hamilton, but it's certainly something we need to do. Uh, we need to look at. Look at um, putting in a strong performance, and you know, I've spoken about their their strengths and, and the difficulties they'll pose us. But certainly, if we've got aspirations to to catch Hibs and, and take third spot, we need to be winning, winning on Saturday. And like you say, there isn't there isn't a lot of room for error. Yeah, well, not a lot a lot of room for error between now and the end of the season, certainly league wise. And he mentioned there, you know, might not need to win them all, but I suspect Derek McInnes will look at every single game as winnable, no matter who the opposition is between now and the end of the season. Yeah, because, um, you know, first up, obviously, it's Hamilton tomorrow. Um, they're bottom of the table. They're very dangerous. They've got good players. But they don't have Marius Ogbo, who's injured, and they won't have Bruce Anderson because he can't play against his parent club. So 
you maybe think there's slightly less danger from the Hamilton attack. I think they've changed their way of playing. I don't think Brian Rice approaches games now as thinking, well, we're always going to concede, so we've got to score more goals than the opposition does. I think now he, he feels we can actually defend better um, they play three at the back five in midfield which I'm quite sure becomes a back eight at times when they don't have possession of the ball uh, so they'll be difficult to break down and you're looking at Aberdeen as an attacking threat it hasn't been visible for the last ten games or so maybe tomorrow is the day when it, it all clicks into place Florian Camberry still searching for his first goal but he's played seven games against Hamilton Ackies in his career and he scored five goals and sometimes an opposition team brings the best out of a player yeah. so we're hoping that that's the case with uh, Camberry tomorrow um, we did see Aberdeen ba- absolutely batter Hamilton for half an hour at Petaudry scored four goals in the space of no time at all 4 nil up after half an hour then Hamilton got one back and they dominated the next yeah. hour of the game and got another goal but 4-2 looked on paper comfortable but it wasn't nearly as comfortable as it should have been but you'd just like to think that something will click for the Dons like it did that night and yet all of a sudden the goals start coming in an absolute glut Yeah and Hamilton unlucky just on Wednesday there they were leading for so much of the game St Johnston maybe a little bit leggy after the final as well but uh, 1-1 there and then if you look at their form Dave actually Hamilton's form um, the last couple of uh, three games away from home uh, lost to Hibs but then 1-1 with St Mirren and beating Motherwell back on the 13th of February 4-1 so and then of course the week before that was the 1-1 with Rangers at, at Hamilton so you look at their form and it's improved it certainly has uh, as Andrew alluded to, they, they don't go gung-ho the way they were when they came up to Pataudry earlier in the season and, uh, you know, the, they've reaped the rewards of, uh, sort of settling things defensively and making yeah. it a lot tighter for teams to break them down, so I don't think there'll be too many goals. I hope I'm wrong, hope Aberdeen are four up after 30 minutes again because <laughs> uh, it, we can relax, well, hopefully for the rest I, of the I think you and every Aberdeen fan yeah, out there uh, will but, be hoping uh, No, I think it'll be very difficult, but we we say it so often but hopefully we've got too much for Hamilton and realistically to get keep the chance of third place we need to win yeah absolutely well Hamilton are used to finding a way to win surviving particularly at this stage of the season and Don's boss Derek McInnes knows that his side will have to dig deep to get the win I think at this stage of the season every team has got something to play for you know Hamilton have done it over the course over the years they're, they're, a, they're a brilliant uh, story Hamilton they do really well what they do they always find big results and they will, they will not phase them one bit coming to Petaudry and try to get that victory so um, I watched them last night and um, you know, obviously it was a sore one from losing the goal so late on they put so much into the game over the piece of draw was maybe a fair result but Hamilton have um, shown of late like a lot of teams you know uh, that ability to win games and we're well aware of the dangers that they have you know they've got some good players a very hard working very committed team I've come up against Billy Reid's Hamilton team as manager Alec Neal Martin Cannons now Brian Rice's and they're all the same we've got a DNA there at Hamilton that they, they, they let you know they're there every time you play them so we're going to have to overcome that challenge but the motivation for my team and, a, and for everybody connected with our club is to 
the, the three points are, are more important to us and we hope to see that in the performance. Yeah, and, and that is the thing, Andrew, isn't it, that Hamilton will go into this, Brian Rice will go into this knowing that his side need to start picking up points as well because they're sitting bottom of the table and it is is very tight there between themselves, Kilmarnock and Ross County. And Motherwell's still not out of it as well, even St Johnston just above them in the table. So, you know, they'll be looking at that and thinking a win can make such a difference to them. Well, a win would be massive for Hamilton tomorrow because then they've got Livingston away, St Myrna at home before the split. Uh and if they can go to Petaudry and win, they'll feel that they can certainly go to, to Livingston and St Mirren. Uh, they've sort of shaded off in recent weeks. Uh, but it, it's all about what Aberdeen do tomorrow. And they've just got to be on top of their game, got to play at a, a good tempo and, you know, no mistakes at the back. And that, that's been one of the hallmarks of Aberdeen you know, in the latter part of the season, they haven't conceded very many goals. Yes, there's been the problem scoring goals, but it's it's not, you know, we're not scoring and we're getting absolutely battered because yeah. we're giving goals away willy-nilly. So it will be a tight game. First goal will be so important. The ideal scenario for Aberdeen is that they get an early goal. Um, but regardless of... If they were to get that, they would still know that Hamilton will be very difficult to play against. Ross Callaghan is in the form of his life. It just seems that Hamilton is the right fit for him um, because he, he went from Braith Rovers, didn't he, to, to Hearts, Hearts yeah. uh, to St Johnson, to Dundee, and, and didn't set the heather on fire. But now he's scoring goals, and it was a great goal that he scored in midweek against St Johnston. Mm. Slight worry for Hamilton. The simplicity of the goal that Guy Melamed scored against him, it was a great finish. Um, people were talking about Dennis Bergkamp, the, the style of finish. But <laughs> when you look at it, it's just one long straight ball, yeah. s- straight down the middle, and he gets round the back of the, the centre-back. Great first touch, great second touch, and scores the goal. But uh, I'm sure Brian Rice will be drumming it into his team that they've got to keep it tight at the back and see what they can pick up. So... In the past, we've seen Aberdeen-Hamilton games that have had a number of goals in them for both sides, it has to be said. Um, But I think it's going to be pretty tight tomorrow and it will be a little bit nervy and maybe in that scenario, it does help the home side that there's no fans there because you know what it's like at Petaudry if things are not going well, you get 10 minutes to excite the fans and then after that it's look out because you're going to get in with both barrels from the stands yeah well the interesting thing from the defence Andrew mentioning that long ball in, in midweek and, and how easy it looked in terms of breaching the defence albeit late on in the game Hamilton's defensive record this season it's the worst in terms of goals conceded in the, in the league 57 conceded but when you look at uh, Aberdeen's goal scoring record this season just the 32 goals which actually is only three more than Hamilton themselves have scored Yeah I think tomorrow's set plays are going to be absolutely crucial in determining this which is why I would fully expect Niall McGinn who's our, our best deliverer of a, of a dead ball to, to be involved from the start and uh, again we're not we're, we're for an Aberdeen team we're a, a quite a tall team aren't we Andrew just now Absolutely. and uh, yep. you know so you know Ash Taylor has been immense in the last mm. uh, but certainly last Saturday was the my man of the match for for Aberdeen yep. and uh, you know he came closest on three occasions and you know Big Ash up front and Tommy Hoban's another one he scored well, against uh, Hamilton early in the season he, he did you cast your mind back and it was simple corner header from yeah. Tommy Hoban yeah. and that opened the floodgates 
Well, even even the Callum Hendry header as Absolutely. well. You know, similar yeah. similar mm-hmm. thing, and and it's that free kick. It's that in, it's those areas, Dave, isn't it? Where where you, you you get your big men in the box, you've got the balls coming in from the angles, and as soon as you get a free kick in those areas, you feel there's a danger. Yeah, and and add to that that. Uh, Camberry is looking better and better with uh, every outing and it can only be a matter of time and a short matter of time hopefully before he breaks his duck for for Aberdeen and Andrew and I were just chatting whether he'll go for to both Hendry and Camberry Mm. tomorrow I have a feeling they might just taking all things into consideration but we've said things before that we thought the team was (laughs) going to be completely wrong Yeah we'll be talking more about that it is Aberdeen against Hamilton still to come as well we'll have Beat the Pundit we're going to hear from our fan reporter Graham Watt and get his thoughts on the game uh, tomorrow it's a three o'clock kickoff. more just in a minute to talk Dons North Sound 1 Red Friday Welcome back to Red Friday on North Sound 1 and the Scottish Cup well we now know that is as it stands going ahead and Aberdeen will be in action on the 3rd of April let's get the thoughts of Derek McInnes I think that's good news because I think we were all maybe expecting a couple of weeks ago that there may be some sort of delay running on to next season and I think that um, something similar to last year so I think it's great obviously the lower leagues are pivotal at that and getting back playing uh, the lower league team sorry and that then gives us a green light to try and carry on through and get the, the, the tournament finished which I think everybody would want you know obviously um, crowds and all the rest of it have an impact on cup football particularly but I think the, the bigger picture is getting the, the tournament finished which is a uh, it's good for everybody and gives us every day something to focus on. North Sound 1, Red Friday. It's funny how things can change so quickly, Dave, and, and obviously from an Aberdeen fan point of view, that is really good news because it's suddenly it's something else to play for, it's something else to cheer the team on for and the potential of silverware. Yeah, and uh, as Andrew said earlier, it's, you know, the luck of the draw plays a huge part with it not being seeded at any stage and, uh, you know, the... the f- the first game away to either Huntley or Dumbarton is is a reasonable draw for Aberdeen. Not certainly not one that they would be totally against. In particular, no. because both sides that were likely to be up against will not have played hardly any football, so it will be more of a mismatch with the the top team. So I'm yeah. not sure you'll get too many shocks. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing. I, I, go, I guess with cup football, you you do genuinely never know, but it does seem to be weighted against the smaller clubs, Andrew. Uh, it is, but I think the smaller clubs will be delighted that um, they're still in it. Uh, and if you know, I had to go onto the SFA web- website and print off the the third round draw. I'm yeah, still trying I, to remember half I, of them, I, to be honest. I couldn't remember who who was still involved. I mean, the Camelon or Broad Rangers or Hearts. Against Unra, that tells you at all, doesn't it? You know, there's yeah. there's so many ifs, buts, and maybes, um, and it, it's great that you've got the likes of for Martin United, um, who will play Annan Athletic for the right to play at home against Motherwell, uh, Peter Heder's Tennis Muir. The winner of that takes on Kilmarnock. Uh, Bucky Thistle uh, take on Inverness Cali Thistle to see who travels to Dingwall to take, play Ross County. A tough, a tough game for, uh, for Cali, I would say. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, 
Bucky will have absolutely nothing to lose. The downside, obviously, is that yeah. Bucky haven't played for ages no. and probably won't have played because I can't see the Highland League uh, coming back um, this no. season. Strathspey Thistle, for example, haven't played a single game yet and Brora have played most and it's three games. Yeah. So they would still have... If they were to play each other just once, they'd have to play 15 well, games. Here's a question for you, and I saw somebody talking about this, I think it was uh, on Facebook actually, but what, what about if things were to continue to improve about playing these leagues over the summer, Dave? It would certainly be an option. Um, well, we've talked about it before yeah, on the show about summer and football. And it would be, you know, on the positive, it would be a good way to actually determine the appetite for summer football by actually forcing some clubs to to play and we're in such a an odd situation I don't think we can discount anything I don't see any and no, nobody's going to be rushing abroad for a holiday anyway, no so. exactly and I don't see any players um, or any of the teams of the lower leagues or the, the Highland League for example I can't, or the juniors I can't see them complaining because we've had such a lack of football that I think everybody's just desperate to, well, to play players in particular just want to play football yeah. and you know the League 1 and League 2 sides have said to the SPFL we'd like to have a 22 game season the board is saying oh, that's going to be difficult you've got part time players they may have to play uh, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday mm. players will go bring it on Yeah, I mean yeah. You, you know you, you in the summertime, as the the junior and the amateur seasons are drawing to a close and have got to be finished by 31st of May or something it like that. It used to be, yeah, 31st uh, of May for the juniors. So, right, so Cooter used to be the club who yeah, regularly they, they did played, well in the Scottish Cup. They so. played two league games by the beginning of yeah, March. Cooter, and then Cooter <laughs> and Lights Banks of D were all playing four games a week. Yeah, yeah. and amateur players you would see walking up to Sh- uh, Shedixley and oh, Inverdee wearing, the, many times. wearing their carpet slippers. <laughs> Um, because they couldn't have walked properly and then they had to put on boots to go out onto baked hard pitches yeah, but yeah. they got through it and they would play five games a week if they had to um, so you know I, I think where there's a will there's a way yeah. um, but in terms of the Scottish Cup the odds are heavily stacked in favour of the sides that Dave's mentioned earlier, the Premiership sides, the Championship sides, those who have been playing all the way through. Um, because even Partick Thistle and Falkirk, full-time sides in League One, they couldn't even train. Um, yeah. So they, they've got no advantage over the likes of Dumbarton um, in terms of being more match-ready for, for their Scottish Cup ties. So uh, the chances of upsets possibly lessons yeah. but on the flip side you could say well some of these players are so fresh and raring to go um, they've got nothing to lose nobody expects them to win when the when for example Cove Rangers go to Ibrox why not? Which any other season of course would be a payday that would have kept Cove going for a couple of seasons at very least and <laughs> yeah, uh, of course. it's just so ironic that uh, you know but, Cove, they'll, who but just, they'll get some TV money out yeah, of it, um, it and there'll be an element of prize money there as and well at least but nothing like ho- hopefully this. the game goes ahead which is yes. the, the main thing but yeah, yeah I mean if, if ever a club deserved every success such as a, a huge payday then yeah. it's, it's Cove it is the ideal tie for Cove in a normal season for sure and just before we finish on the Scottish Cup from Aberdeen's perspective you could flip all this that we're talking about Andrew and you could say well actually this all bodes well for Aberdeen having a good run in the Cup yeah well as you mentioned earlier we've now got two targets to aim for 
try and get yourself up to third place, but also try and win the Scottish Cup, where a week ago we thought there's only the one target. And the potential then was for the season just to drift away into oblivion. Now, hopefully, given favourable draws, and let's face it, it's high time Aberdeen did get some favourable draws, um, they can maybe make progress in the Scottish Cup. And who knows... Come the 22nd of May, they could be going to Hamden with the possibility of silverware there. It's a long way away, but the possibility is there. Yeah, and I saw that uh, frightening stat that St Johnston now have doubled the trophies that, uh, well, pretty much anyone outside of Celtic have in the last... uh, what, 10 years or so? so. Yes, uh, but as I say, you know, fair play to them. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed the final, uh, St. Andrew. I enjoyed it not because the football was that great, but it was just refreshing to see yeah. two sides who you knew if they win, it was it was almost a once in a lifetime. Yeah, and you saw that reflected. I saw a lot of fans um, from all clubs retweeting St. Johnston fans' delight at, the, at winning at winning the Cup. So fair play to them. Uh, but we hopefully will have a Scottish Cup to look forward to as well. So that is definitely exciting. But back to league business because tomorrow it's Aberdeen against Hamilton. Let's get the thoughts on Hamilton from goalkeeper Joe Lewis. We need to make sure we're fully focused on these next run of games. We've got seven league games now coming up, which are, are massive games starting on Saturday. So, yeah, obviously we... We're looking to get three points on Saturday. Uh, there's no doubt about that. We, get, we had a good week training. You know, the weather's allowed that, and uh, the forecast for Saturday is, is decent, so we can, um, you know, hopefully we'll get a, a good, positive a, a attacking team from us. And uh, yeah, in general, I think we've, we've been good defensively this season, but we, you know, we just need to make try and find that that key and, and start putting the ball in the net. And that's a responsibility from the whole team, really. You know, the forwards of Obviously, when you're not scoring goals, you, you know, forwards get finger pointed at them sometimes. But I always look at it in terms of you know any clean sheets we've kept the, kept this season has been a team effort. It is a game where the fans are looking for goals. Let's get the thoughts now of our fan reporter Graham Watt. Yeah, Mike, I do think this is the weekend where Aberdeen will get that goals that we've been looking for, get a good few goals, and get some confidence back into the side. Go on a wee run, put some pressure on Hibs. You know, Hibs play St Johnston. St Johnston will still be on a high. They won't, will not make it easy for Hibs. And I do feel if we get the win tomorrow, Hibs lose, then Hibs will really, really start to feel the pressure. And Aberdeen can hopefully capitalise on that. And we just need to go on a wee run, Mike. I think that's important. Get the win tomorrow. If it's one or two goals, then fine. But I, I do think it's important just to get some confidence back into the team. Um, I think last week was a, a real knock because they, they played so well and they deserve something from the game. Hopefully that hasn't, you know, you know knocked their, their confidence at all. I don't think it will have. Um, but as I say, Mike, tomorrow, great opportunity, opportunity to go and get a few goals. Um, I think Hamilton will be stubborn to start with. I don't think they'll make it easy at all. But I do feel once one goal goes in, hopefully we can get a few. And as I say, Mike, goals breed confidence and we can go on a wee run and I'm confident Aberdeen will tomorrow I'm going to say 3-0 the Dons I wonder Andrew if tomorrow is the perfect day for there not to be fans in the stadium from the point of view of Aberdeen just from the perspective if, if that goal early doesn't come you can just imagine how it might have been had it been a stadium of, of fans uh, Aberdeen fans waiting for the opener that's what I said earlier they get 10 minutes to entertain 
the public and if they're not happy with what they've seen they most certainly let the players know what's going on I think um, you know it's, it's a difficult one players will always tell you they switch off and they focus totally in the game they don't hear anything but they do hear things they can't they're not human if they're not hearing stuff particularly negative stuff getting aimed at them but uh, no I I thought it was quite interesting. Uh, Graham's positivity at the start there. We're going to get going to get goals, and then it suddenly became mm, we might get one, we might get two, <laughs> and then he, he finishes positively again by we're going to win three nil. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that that sums up what all the Aberdeen fans are thinking. You know, if we can get this, if we can get well, that, and it's up to the team to go out there and actually do it. And I think that's the thing is that instinctively, I think as an Aberdeen fan, you go right. we're going to get the goals it's Hamilton they've got the worst defensive record but then you go one win in eight uh, not the most amount of goal okay hardly any goals recently well okay one goal okay right what do we okay how do we get a goal and I think that's the process that fans are going through yeah and uh, you can totally understand uh, where where they're coming from we're all feeling it uh, you know we all do you know the instant reaction is we'll get an early goal as we did last time Hamilton were the visitors but uh, I think it'll be harder this time but if the longer the game goes on, the the more confidence Hamilton will will have within themselves. So, uh, as I say, well, my, I'll give you my prediction when we come to that. But uh, I I don't think it'll be a goal fest. No, uh, yeah, I've got to say I, I tend to agree. But just looking at the way Aberdeen set up tomorrow, Andrew, because we kind of have a, a rough idea as to how they're they're going to do how, to, how Derek McInnes is going to set up but of course the one thing we're not sure about is up front and, and that is one of the areas where you know, does he go for the, the Camberry playing just off of a, another striker does he play him further wide does he put him up through the middle himself what does he do what do you think he will do Derek McInnes <laughs> $64 million question isn't it <laughs> what um, would you do if it was your decision uh, well <laughs> I was just thinking, you know, Hamilton are not going to come up looking to get a draw because no. one point's no use to them. They need, to, because it's so tight down there at the bottom, the lift that it would give everybody at uh, the Fountain of Youth Stadium if they could win the game suggests to me that Brian Rice might just go slightly more attacking. And again, it's a free hit for for him because nobody will expect them to get any sort of positive result at Pataudry, um apart from himself yeah uh, but the fact that Bruce Anderson can't play does take away quite a fair chunk of their attacking options uh, you're looking at David Moyo playing up front and then you're looking at their bench from Wednesday night and saying right who's going to partner Moyo and there's not a lot of options there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're almost as bereft of strikers as Aberdeen are at the moment. Uh, we've got two, possibly Michael Ruth coming back, but Mikey Ruth hasn't played football for ages uh, mm-hmm. and hasn't played for Aberdeen's first team at all. Um, so that would be a, a gamble if he was to take part. But the mere fact that you have him on the bench and the manager is sort of indicating that he will be in the, in the the squad probably on the bench tomorrow perhaps suggests that he is going to go with the two strikers Callum Hendry and Flo Mm -hmm. Camberry up top then you're looking to see well who drops out because as Dave said Niall McGinn is your best provider of set piece um, deliveries which we've highlighted you know the, the strength in the air Henry himself, Ash Taylor, Tommy Hoban, Andrew Considine, all capable of getting on the end of, of uh, 
corners and free kicks. Do you leave one of the midfielders out? Um, I think he will still want to have Conor McLennan and Johnny Hayes either side. You've still got Matty Kennedy, of course, depending on how he's trained this week. Does he come in? So there are options there for mm. Aberdeen as to whether you play one up top with McGinn off or you play two up top uh, with McGinn somewhere. I don't well, know who drops out if Niall was to play if you're well, playing if two strikers, though. I mean, there is the potential there, Dave, of Camberry, who's got that good goal-scoring record. So I suspect that he'll be one of the two if there is two. But Niall McGinn, perhaps ahead of him uh, with Camberry, because Camberry is that kind of link player, but he's also a goal threat. So he could potentially put Niall McGinn up front to start with the option then of Callum Hendry coming on. Possibly. I mean, there's plenty of options, to be honest. You've got the midfield central trio of uh, Ferguson, McCrory and Campbell. Mm. Uh, if any one of them has to drop out, it's a shame for because of, of all three of them have been playing playing well yeah. in recent games. So, but it's that's why the manager gets paid decent <laughs> whack to make these decisions because yeah. and we don't. But and we could talk all night about what, absolutely what the, wrong. the setup's going to be, and we still get nowhere near it. But uh, we are going to find out how near uh, last week Willie Garner got with his predictions against Dave McDermott on beat the pundit, and we shall do that in just a minute. <laughs> Friday. Yeah, so last week on Beat the Pundit, Andrew, it was Willie Garner who had to go against Dave McDermott. How did former Don Willie get on? Uh, it was very close. It was the results of the St Murren, Ross County and Livingston St Johnston games that swung the balance in Dave's favour. Right. He won nine points to seven, so uh, it's back to 12 and a half apiece now in the league table. It ain't so, over till it's over. Ah, yeah, well, he's on a wee run. We've got the big uh, uh, run-in of seven games to go mm. uh, in the league. And, uh, of course, we are... Uh, in action tomorrow, lots of games tomorrow, five games in the Premiership and then the one on Sunday. This week, it's Don's fan, Sandy Stark, who's up for the challenge of taking on Dave McDermott and Graham Watts spoke to Sandy to get his predictions. Yes, Mike, taking on Dave tonight is Don's fan, Sandy. Sandy, first up, Saturday's games, Motherwell versus Livingston. Your score predictions for that one? I'm going to go 2-2. Two, two. Rangers versus St Mirren. Your score predictions for that one? I'm going to go 3-1 Rangers. Ross County against Kilmarnock Ross County against Kilmarnock I'm going to go 3-1 Ross County And the big one on Saturday Aberdeen against Hamilton I'm going to go 3-1 Aberdeen St Johnston against Hibs 3-2 Hibs And on Sunday we have Dundee United versus Celtic Your score predictions for this one Dundee United against um, Celtic I'm going to go 2-1 Celtic North Sound 1 Sandy's gone for goals, Dave. I'm going to guess you maybe haven't. Sandy's gone for a far more exciting <laughs> weekend's football than I have. I tell you, that would be uh, that would be some highlights package if that is the scores this weekend. Or those are the scores. First of all, Motherwell at home to Livingston. Yeah, I'm going for a draw as did Sandy, but 1-1. Rangers host St Mirren. 2-0 Rangers. So Mark are in Dingwall. I think... Uh, Kyle Lafferty's making a difference. I, I've gone against the grain here a wee, in a wee bit, given Kilmarnock's recent record, so I'm going for a narrow 1-0 Killy victory. OK, and uh, St Johnston-Hibbs? 1-1. One, one. 
The big one, Aberdeen against Hamilton. 2-0 Aberdeen. OK, on Sunday, the one game at Tannadice, Dundee United, Celtic. And I'm with Sandy on that one. United 1, Celtic 2. OK, let's take a look at some of those other games outside of the Aberdeen one then. Andrew, starting off with Motherwell against Livingston. An interesting one. Motherwell seem to have improved... Well, they certainly improved in their last game, uh, getting a win, which is huge for them, uh, against Livingston, who, of course, the cup final disappointment uh, as well. And then... Uh, I guess that they're probably still feeling that. They, they will be, but they, they put up a, a, a really good showing against Rangers, only conceding in the 87th minute. Although, of course, um, Alfredo Morelos possibly should have had a penalty earlier on in the game. Um, was still haven't Said heard through gritted teeth. There. <laughs> still haven't heard the outcome of the SFA's. Um, uh, appeal process against the the yellow card mm. I'd be which, surprised which makes me wonder what on earth does it do at the SFA <laughs> I mean the thing was booked for today it doesn't take all day surely for how, however many people to look at the footage and make a decision and then tell this, people what the decision this is this could be a first where Andrew's getting annoyed about uh, a Rangers yellow cards not yeah. being discussed quickly <laughs> enough answers on a postcard what do <laughs> the you're right. SFA do uh, you're absolutely right indeed, it does seem what bizarre. do they do seems um, bizarre but yeah uh, but the, the Motherwell Livingston game I mean Livy they're, they're fighters and yeah. they're, they're a squad who have got great togetherness um, Motherwell I don't think they're out of the woods yet, but that was a huge result for them last week. It gave them a, a six-point cushion between themselves and Ross County, albeit County have got a game in hand at home to Hibs. Um, if Motherwell can win that one, I would suggest that they're probably looking safe. Yeah. Although there's still an awful lot of football to be played yet. Um, but it would it would give them that little bit of a breathing space ahead of the, the three sides below them in the table yeah. but uh, having said all that I'm going to go for a 1-1 one, one draw 1-1 <laughs> one, one draw uh, Rangers of course just four points from the title and they're at home to St Mirren do you see anything other than a home win? No but um, I probably would have said that St Mirren had no chance of beating Rangers in the League Cup and particularly when did they not Equaliser or go ahead very late on in Last the game. Last kick of the game, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but as I said earlier in the show, St. Mirren's form has shaded a little bit, and it's just a matter of how many goals Rangers score. It's, it's a matter of time before um, the league title is confirmed by Stephen Gerrard's side. Um, and no. If you're going to say, are they going to deliberately <laughs> lose this one to make sure that they can go to Celtic Park and win? No, they won't. No. They will They will look for a, a, a good, strong performance and another yeah. victory. Do, do you go with that, Dave? On yeah, the Rangers game? totally. I, th- I think uh, Rangers will win, leaving Celtic to have to do the business on Sunday. But I do think they'll do it, which does set up quite an interesting uh, old firm encounter. Well, yeah, I mean, there's not an awful lot else left to sort of play for. So I think the fact that the Rangers could end up winning it at Celtic Park But you can be sure that Celtic, it. that'll be the last thing they want, obviously. Yeah, of course. So, um, so 2-0 home... Dungeon United. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no <joking. laughs> Talking about the game in a couple of weeks' time. But, yeah, uh, absolutely. They'll be fired up for it, I'm sure. Definitely. Uh, Ross County, Kilmarnock, uh, Andrew, uh, that one there, um, again, it's a really interesting one and a, a huge game, actually, for both sides. Oh, massive game for, for these sides because um, 
neither wants to be sucked right into the, the relegation battle which they're in at the moment uh, And but I can't separate them to be perfectly honest mm. yes Lafferty's made a difference uh, to Kilmarnock but Ross County's home record uh, now and again they produce a, an outstanding performance like they did against Aberdeen and, and they win very comfortably and then there's other times that they'll, they'll look ordinary yeah. um, I think John Hughes probably would settle for a, a share of the spoils there but um, I just kind of separate them so I'll, I'll stick to the tried and tested old 1-1 Interestingly Dave the Ross County goal difference is, is pretty much double what Kilmarnock says in terms of being bad uh, it's doubly as bad uh, it's minus 32 and, and uh, Kilmarnock minus 16 so um, you you wonder on that basis but then of course things have changed slightly with you know John Hughes is in there now and uh yeah, it's an interesting one. I, I think I've gone for Ross County, but only just, but it could go either way, really, couldn't it? Yeah, and uh, Tommy Wright, we haven't really seen the new manager bounce yet, but, uh, I mean, Tommy Wright's an experienced manager. He'll have his players well fired up for this one tomorrow. They'll know the importance of trying to get something. That, that's, you know, I, I could, wouldn't be surprised if it, go, if it goes either way or if it's a draw, but uh, yeah. I've just gone that narrow Kilmarnock victory yeah uh, St Johnston at home to Hibs Andrew and uh, again from an Aberdeen perspective you're hoping for uh, St Johnston to do the business there but it's going to be tricky for them uh, particularly given uh, you wonder sometimes when a team has a success in, in a cup final if they go well that's our season done but of course actually they still have to make sure they're safe um, they still have designs on finishing the top six, well, never mind well, um, yeah. being safe. But that's it, um, they're in that really weird, odd They limbo. are, because if they were to win their two games um, be- before the split, it would take them to 40 points, could conceivably get themselves ahead of St Mirren, who, of course, have got Rangers, and then they've got Hamilton um, to play in their last two games pre-split. Yeah. Um, so lots to be fought for there. Um, but... I do think it's going to be a share of the spoils, so I'm going 1-1 yet again. Yeah, and then um, the the big one, Aberdeen, at home to Hamilton tomorrow. Andrew, uh, Dave's gone 2-0. What are you going for? Yeah, I'm going 2-0 as well. <laughs> uh, it's it's more heart-ruling head, I think. Yeah. But I'd love to be proved wrong, and I'd love to be sitting here next week saying, wasn't that great to see the Don score five goals? The thing is, the weird thing about it all, Dave, is that it could, that could happen. Yeah, you just don't know. It's an absolute lottery, which yeah. I, if you remember when I was about five points behind in the predictor, I was saying quite repeatedly, but uh, <laughs> maybe not such a lottery now. But uh, All skill now. Yeah, um, it, it is. And as, as I mentioned earlier, without fans, you're getting more and more surprises. We saw down south how there's more away wins and home wins in the, in the Premiership, mm, which is... Yeah. Unheard of, and uh, yeah, any result shouldn't surprise anybody. Yeah, well, I mean, who would have thought Liverpool would lose five home games in the spin? Uh, bizarre, absolutely know, bizarre. When they were virtually unbeatable last season. Uh, I mean, it just shows. I mean, I suppose that is, of course, the one thing that the English Premiership has over the Scottish Premiership is that you can be sure that there'll be a few teams in there, uh, right at the top. And, and certainly, the last ten years of it's all been Celtic, but that could all change this weekend, of course, Andrew, because it's Duns United Celtic. If Celtic fail to win and Rangers win uh, tomorrow then that'll be it all over. And of course, with that Celtic Park game the week after, how do you see that one going? I think uh, Celtic will sneak it 1-0. Um, this, they're, they're not firing in all cylinders. There's no getting away from it. But they've still got a good enough squad there that they can get a job done. 
it's not pretty but they get the, the three points and I think yeah. that's what will happen Just very quickly before we finish then it is three o'clock tomorrow Aberdeen uh, at home to Hamilton You've said 2-0, Dave. Who's who's going to get in the, the score sheet then? Well, I mentioned Ash Taylor coming close, so I better go with Ash to get a goal from a set piece and uh, Camberry to get the other one with okay. his first in a red shirt. Andrew, who's going to get the goals? Um, I quite agree with Dave. I have a feeling it'll be a set piece for the first one. Um, Tommy Hoban, Andy Considine, Ash Taylor, all capable of scoring. And then hopefully um, it's a lovely team yep. goal finished off by Camberry to, well, to round off the three points. Three o'clock kickoff. We'll be here from two for Red Saturday. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound 1, Red Friday. 